Good morning and a very warm welcome to our phone service and podcast for today, Sunday the 15th of January. And the recording comes live from Drung Church last week, where we were looking at the first Sunday of Epiphany's reading from Matthew 3, verse 13 to 17, and thinking about that question of belonging and uh, where we find somewhere to belong in the Lord Jesus. So I'll hand you over to that service now and join you again for the announcements. Well, good morning. A very happy new year to you all. Uh, It's great to be with you to to sing God's praise and to hear from his word. And this opening hymn is a great hymn for the beginning of 2023. You'll see how it ends with those words, Christ of my own heart, whatever befall. We don't know what lies ahead in the year ahead, but it's a prayer that Christ would be with us and be our vision uh, today and all of our lives So let's remain standing. Welcome to those online as well. And we're going to sing together, Be Thou My Vision. Bye. 
Well, please do be seated. And uh, we're going to turn to our first reading from Isaiah 42. Uh, if you'd like to open up the church Bibles, it's on page 602, or it's printed on the service sheet in front of you. In this reading, God uh, makes great promises to his beloved servant. And children, I'd like you to listen carefully to hear how many times you hear the word I. God promises lots of things by saying I. See if you can count all of the I's in this reading. Isaiah 42 and verse 1 to 9. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says God, the Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the people, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, how many eyes did you count in that reading? How many did you get? Yeah, ten times we heard the word I as God was speaking about this servant that he delighted in. And if we carried on reading through Isaiah through these servant songs, we'd discover that this servant that God delighted in was going to be punished in our place. He was going to die for us. He was going to be numbered among transgressors. Isaiah 53 verse 6 tells us why. All of us are like sheep that have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, this servant of the Lord, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. And it's sad. And yet, doesn't it give us encouragement to come confidently to confess our sins? Because of this servant who took our iniquity. We can come, whatever we've done, and say sorry to Almighty God. So let's come to him now in page one of the service card and confess our sins together to Almighty God. Together we pray. Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbor in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life. 
to the glory of your name. Amen. Those words again from Isaiah. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And so I can pray with confidence. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please would you stand to join in the responses at the bottom of page two. O Lord, open our lips. O God, make speed to save us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. We're going to praise him in our all-age song, The Lord is King. A great song again for the beginning of 2023. Whatever comes our way, we're told in the chorus, The Lord is King. He's going to look after everything. Dorothy's going to help us uh, to sing this. And, and I'm going to grab the guitar. Let's remain standing as we sing. So we're going to turn now to prayer to the Lord who is King, who's not surprised by anything, who knows all things. Uh, we're going to turn to him and begin with the words of the Lord's Prayer on page four. So together we pray. 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We continue in prayer. Heavenly Father, you've brought us safely through another year. You are always faithful, and we thank you for helping us all through so many different things. Whether it's been a tough year, or a joyful year, or a mixture of both. You were there even in times when we wandered and went astray. There was nowhere we could go that was beyond your love, beyond your reach, beyond your care and compassion. You are so good and we are so grateful. We trust and believe that your love and kindness will be our theme in the year ahead. We entrust the future to you and we do it with joy and with confidence. We do it with sure hope that you already know each step we will take and that you will be with us to direct each one of them. Whatever may come in the year ahead, we pray that you would glorify yourself through us in times of joy or sadness, in times of security or trial, in times of peace or temptation. Make yourself known and make yourself great through us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sovereign Lord, we pray today for Warren and Annalise in the uncertainty of them having to leave and being unsure about the future. Please may they know that you are the king and that you have good plans for them. Please may they know that you work all things for the good of those who love you. Please give them your peace in this troubling time and make their paths clear for them. May they know your goodness and mercy following them all the days of their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sovereign Lord, we pray for our country's health care service, facing immense pressure at the moment. Please give wisdom to those in authority and those on the ground, that they might find the most efficient and effective way to treat those who need help. We pray in your mercy you would reduce the numbers going into hospital and help with the discharge of patients. Please provide beds for all who need them. Please help all medical staff under incredible stress at the moment. May the sick and their families be patient as they wait. May you relieve those who are in pain. Please give power, wisdom and gentleness to all physicians, surgeons, nurses, physiotherapists, occupational therapists and all healthcare professionals, that they may bear your presence with them that they may not only heal but bless and shine as lamps of hope in the darkest hours of distress and fear. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We continue to pray for the country of Ukraine. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the Prince of Peace. Please move in the hearts of those causing the war in Ukraine. Please cause Russian soldiers to lose their willingness to fight. Please cause those in authority to see the folly of this war. Please bring peace to Ukraine. Please help those who've lost homes and loved ones in the recent attacks. Please be near them and provide for them. We pray for an end to this war. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for others who are facing difficult times. 
We continue to pray for Leon Briady, Olive Simmons, Lucy Roberts, David Riley, Maria Turnham, Abby Madul, Derek Fleming. And we also remember those grieving, the family and friends of Jackie Crow, of Elizabeth Bridcut, of Gladys Mulligan. And in a moment of quiet, any others who we know who are unwell or grieving at this time. Lord, you have promised your people, fear not, for I am with you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. May each person suffering know you with them. We pray for your healing for those who are unwell and for your grace to be sufficient for each one. Please would you comfort the grieving and give them your peace that the world cannot give. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And the collect for this first Sunday of Epiphany. Eternal Father, who at the baptism of Jesus revealed him to be your Son, anointing him with the Holy Spirit, grant us who are born of water and the Spirit that we may be faithful to our calling as your adopted children. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray for the children and their leaders as they head across the road now for Sunday school. Please would you encourage them in their time and keep them safe. Lord, in your mercy. And we close our prayers by joining together in the first collect on page five of the service card. Together we pray. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us in all assaults of our enemies that we surely trusting in your protection may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We're going to have our second reading as we remain in here. And you can see this inside the service sheet uh, or in the church Bibles. It's Matthew chapter 3 verses 13 to 17 uh, on page 808 in the church Bibles. Matthew 3 verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptised by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfil all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptised, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, before we look at those words together, we're going to stand and affirm our faith together in the words of uh, the Creed on page 3 of the service card. Together we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, 
and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, please do be seated as we turn to that passage and pray for God's help. Lord God, our Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that it would be our guide. We thank you for your Holy Spirit and we pray he would be our teacher. And we pray that today and all of our lives and throughout this year, your glory would be our chief concern. In Jesus' name, amen. We all want to belong somewhere. Uh, we're just back from a holiday in, in Donegal and uh, I managed to get out surfing most days. And when you're out surfing, you want to belong with the other surfers. You want them to accept you for, for who you are. Um, now, to be honest, here in Ireland, it's not as bad, especially in January. Um, in England, there can be this real sense of localism and you own a certain beach and, you know, woe betide you if you come there. But in Ireland, you get the feeling that you're just, uh, someone's happy to see you out in the water, that there's someone else out there as well. But maybe for you, it's the IFA uh, or the, the GAA, the tagline, where we all belong. There's a desire to fit in, whether it's at school or wherever it might be. Who do you identify with and where do you belong? In today's reading from Matthew chapter 3, we see where Jesus belongs and who he chooses to identify with. We're going to see that even though he is the eternal Son of God, he chooses to identify with people like you and people like me. And amazingly, this means we can find a place where we do truly belong and are accepted. So let's look first of all at where Jesus belongs. And we see, before we see where he belongs, that he knew what it was like to feel like you don't belong. Because from the start, we've just had our nativity plays, haven't we? And what normally happens in the nativity play, there's no room at the inn. That's what happened at the first Christmas. There was no room for Jesus. As a baby, there was nowhere for him to belong. And then, of course, they had to flee as refugees to Egypt. And so Jesus knew what it was like to have to flee from a country. He knew what it was like to be a refugee. And then he grew up in Nazareth, so he was known as a Nazarene or a nobody. It's a bit like people from Dublin have a reputation for thinking it's the only place that exists. And that they call country people boggers or, or colchies, a, a nobody in other words. And Jesus knew what it was like to be thought of as a nobody. But John the Baptist knew otherwise. John knew that Jesus was so great that he wasn't worthy to carry Jesus' sandals. John said that Jesus would come and baptise with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Well, after that introduction, Jesus then walks onto the scene, but not with a strut, as we might expect. Instead, he comes to John and asks to be baptised by him. Now, hang on a second, you might be thinking, why would Jesus be baptised by John? Baptism is a sign of your sins being washed away. But Jesus had no sin to wash away. Later on, Jesus would offer forgiveness for sins. So how can John baptise Jesus? 
That's what John says, isn't it? Verse 14, John says, I need to be baptised by you, and do you come to me? John knows that Jesus is so much greater than him. He knows Jesus will offer a greater baptism. The baptism of the Holy Spirit and of fire. All John has got is dirty water, the River Jordan. And John knows Jesus is without sin. Why should John baptise Jesus? Well, we'll come back to that question in a moment, but Jesus' answer in verse 15 is enough for John to consent to baptise him. Do you see verse 15? Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfil all righteousness. John is willing to baptise Jesus after that answer. And what happens next shows where Jesus truly belongs. He, he might have had nowhere to call home. He might have had people being rude about him and where he was from. But look where Jesus really belongs. We're about to get an incredible revealing. Today is the first Sunday of Epiphany, and Epiphany means revealing. It's like the curtain being lifted in the theatre. Look at the revelation that takes place at the baptism of our Lord. Just have a look at verse 16 and 17. And when Jesus was baptised, immediately he went up from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I'm well pleased. What a revelation. Here the curtain is lifted, the heavens are open, and Jesus' true identity is revealed. Where is home for Jesus? Where does he truly belong? Well, as the heavens are torn open, he sees the Holy Spirit descending upon him like a dove and resting on him. Jesus is the eternal Son of God. And when he took on flesh, he didn't stop being God. But he took on some of the limitations of being human. Like you and like me, he could only be in one place at a time. He, he, he got tired and he needed sleep and he needed the leading of the Spirit of God. Here Jesus sees the encouragement of the Holy Spirit descending upon him to lead him. He's going to lead him next into the wilderness. He's going to empower him for ministry, empower him to heal. And then there's a voice from God the Father to declare who Jesus is. Imagine you're at a game of football and there's a great goal scored and you see the man next to you and he's jumping higher than anyone and he's punching the air and he's shouting and then he turns to you because you're looking at him and thinking, what, what? I know it was a good goal but you're more excited than any of us. He says, that's my son, that's my son and he's delighted in his son and the goal that he's just scored. Well, here God the Father turns to the heavenly court around him, to the angels around him, and he says, that's my son. I love him. I delight in him. I'm well pleased with him. Do you see, as this announcement is made, and we're told in the other Gospels, others heard it, there is no doubt about who Jesus is, about his identity. Who is he? He's the beloved son of the eternal Father. Matthew has already told us Jesus is the son of David and the son of Abraham. 
But now we go even further back and we discover Jesus is the eternal Son of God. What a revelation, what a lifting of the curtain. Heaven is opened and we get to see what God is like. He's a trinity, God in three persons, blessed trinity. He is the Father delighting in the Son. He's the Son delighting to obey the Father. He's the Spirit empowering the Son for service. Well, if that's who Jesus is, the eternal Son of God, no one more important, the surprise is who does he identify with? Who does Jesus identify with? And to see who Jesus chooses to identify with, we come back to that question, why did Jesus get baptised? Remember John's reluctance to baptise Jesus? Uh, he, he felt he was unworthy to do it because Jesus was without sin. And Jesus answered, verse 15, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. What did Jesus mean when he said that? What needed to be fulfilled? Well, our first reading from Isaiah 42 spoke of the servant of the Lord, the one that God delighted in, whose spirit rested on him, that he would be a light to the nations. And if we'd carried on reading through those servant songs in Isaiah, we'd have reached Isaiah 53, where we would have discovered that this servant would choose to be numbered with transgressors, numbered with sinners, and that he would bear our iniquities on himself. And so to fulfill all righteousness, Jesus chose to be numbered with transgressors, with sinners, in his baptism. What happened when people went to be baptised by John? They were showing that they were sorry for the way they treated God and other people. And they received the sign of their sins being washed away. But Jesus had no sins to wash away. So what was happening? As he stood in that river, he was identifying with other sinners. He was saying, I'm not ashamed to identify with you. And as he stood there, he was numbered with transgressors. And as he stood in that dirty water, that, that water which symbolically was polluted by all the sins that had been washed off the people, he had no sins to wash off, but as he went into that water and the water was poured over his perfect body, it was a sign of what he'd come to do, that he would be polluted by our sin, that he would take our sin on himself so that we could be forgiven and brought into God's family, so that we could receive the gift of God's forgiveness and his Holy Spirit empowering us to live for him, his fire burning away our sin, making us more like Christ. Where do you belong? Where do you try and fit in? Jesus is the eternal, beloved Son of God, and yet he chose to identify with people like you and me. People like us, so that we can truly belong, we can find a place where we belong in God's family. Do you see how loved you are by Jesus Christ? Normally the more important someone is, the harder they are to reach. The longer the drive, the bigger the gates, the more the security. But not so with Jesus. The most important, the eternal Son of God, 
draws near to sinners. The gate is open so that we can draw near to God. And not only does he give us a place to belong, I mean, that's good enough, isn't it? But he delights to share his ministry with us. I was struck by that little word, us. Did you see it in verse 15? Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Now, Jesus is talking about John the Baptist here at this point, isn't he? But he's happy to share his ministry with people like John the Baptist. He's happy to share with John and and for John to help people to come to Jesus so that they might belong to God's family. Now you and I are not John the Baptist. But notice another little word Jesus said. He said, let it be so now. Now is the time of John the Baptist's ministry. But Jesus' ministry is to come. In three years' time, Jesus will complete his ministry of healing, of teaching, of bringing forgiveness of sins by dying and rising again. And then at the end of Matthew's Gospel, he will institute his baptism. His baptism, which is a public declaration to all who trust him, that they belong to God the Father, that you belong to God the Son, that you belong to God the Holy Spirit. Those who trust in the Lord Jesus and our children receive the sign of baptism. It's a sign of where we truly belong, where our identity is, and it's nothing to be ashamed of, but something to delight in. That the eternal Son of God should choose to identify with people like you and people like me. People who've fallen short and turned away time and again that we can be brought into God's family and know that he will never reject you, not because of your baptism, but because of what he's done for you. Your baptism is simply a sign of that. We don't have to try really hard to fit in. We don't have to pretend to be something or someone we're not. If you trust that Jesus died for you, the Bible says you're united to Christ. And so what happened to him happens to you. You're clothed in his righteousness, clothed in his right standing before God, so that when God looks at you, he also delights in you. Can you believe that? When you know what you've done in the last week? That he's delighted in you because of Jesus' obedience, covering you. Now I imagine most of us received this sign of baptism when we were infants, What a blessing to have had parents that wanted to bring us up knowing the wonderful truth of belonging to Jesus. But baptism doesn't magically make that happen. As we grow up, we need to claim the faith for ourselves, claim the prayers that have been prayed for us, claim the promises that have been made for us as our own. And of course, if we're parents who have baptised our children, we have a responsibility to help them to understand the faith, to understand what they've been baptised into, that we share God's word with them. We're making big promises as we come to baptism, praying for our children, bringing them to church, to Sunday school, so that they too might know the blessing of belonging to Jesus. Well, I wonder what you find helpful. We've just started a new book this year called Family Dinner Devotions or something along those lines. You can ask me later if you want it. Um, 
it's, it's good. It just gives you some short little things to read and some questions to think about. Well, whatever it is, something to help us, to help our children to belong to Jesus. Because as Jesus was pleased to share his ministry with John the Baptist, he's pleased to share his ministry with us. When he instituted his baptism, listen to the words he said. Matthew 28. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And it starts at home, doesn't it? It starts in our families and then ripples out to our neighbours, to our towns, to the world, to the nations. We all want to belong somewhere. And Jesus' baptism reveals where he truly belongs. He's the eternal Son of God. And yet, he's not ashamed to identify with you and with me. Maybe you struggle to fit in, in many ways. But Jesus is willing to identify with you. He calls you to follow him. And if you do, you will know the joy of belonging to the one who is not ashamed to have you in his family. Will you delight in him in 2023? And will you help others to belong to him as well? Let's pray as we close. Lord Jesus, thank you for your baptism, for what it reveals about who you are, that you are the eternal Son of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you delighted in your Son, the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you empowered Jesus to serve and to live for you. Please would you help us to know the joy of belonging to Jesus, to find that in Jesus we truly belong. And we pray that having discovered that blessing, we may share it with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat>
Thank you for joining us today. Let me just give you the announcements for this week. Uh, Monday, sorry, Tuesday, Mother's Union is having Holy Communion in Drung Church at 11 a.m. That's Tuesday the 17th at 11 a.m. On Wednesday, we have a prayer meeting at the rectory. Thursday, Stradone Tots and Toys. Friday, Teens for Christ and BB. And then next Sunday, we're back for our normal services uh, on Sunday. I think that's it. So let me uh, close with the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.